Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include my interview with True's Bob Noble on using AI to create accurate data that powers automation and optimizes every step of the lending life cycle, and the latest news that is pushing rates upward. Thanks to EarnUp an award-winning, consumer-first technology payments platform with a mission to create a financial system that can work for everyone. With EarnUp, lenders can engage borrowers post-origination to elevate customer experience and brand loyalty. My doctor asked if anyone in my family suffers from mental illness. I replied, no, we all seem to enjoy it. Suffering from a lack of liquidity is the death knell for lenders. Want to know the quickest way to shut your business down? Don't return your warehouse bank's phone call. In the secondary markets, if no one is interested in buying the products we're manufacturing, that isn't good news. So headlines of stories in the Wall Street Journal like, Recession fears hit risky mortgage debt amid default concerns, are a real problem. Housing and lending, upstream and downstream, is our focus. And economist Elliot Eisenberg sums things up nicely. Quote, with 30-year mortgage rates steadily climbing and now at 7%, it is unsurprising the NAHB housing market index fell to 38 in October. The 10th straight monthly decline, and outside of COVID, its worst level since August of 2012. First-time mortgage applications are down 38.3% year-over-year, and refinances are down 85.9% year-over-year. Lastly, Single-family starts are off 18.5% year-over-year, but less costly multifamily starts are actually up 17.6% year-over-year as builders focus on rentals. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back to the show Bob Noble, SVP of Product and Innovation at True. As Senior VP of Product and Innovation, Bob is responsible for the direction and product roadmap of True Solutions. With over 30 years of experience in providing innovative technology for Fortune 250 financial services and mortgage companies, he's passionate about AI, process improvement, and automation, holding several patents in these areas. Last time we spoke, you made the case for using artificial intelligence to overcome the data bottleneck in the mortgage industry. And you know it's clear that data quality enables automation and, and True can help with this. Can you recap? why overcoming data bottleneck is is so important? Sure, Robbie. Yeah, yeah I think the uh, data bottleneck really kind of peaked when uh, the volumes were through the roof a few years ago. And it really showed a couple of critical problems with the process today is we, there's not a scalable way to extract data accurately from these documents in a timely fashion. So you you can do it with people, but that introduces a whole bunch of problems in terms of how do you rapidly scale your organization to to bring in folks? Are they available? Uh, What's the level of accuracy? And a lot of these uh, uh, processes aren't, uh, are, are trained positions. Understanding what mortgage documents looks like is not something you can just do overnight. So what we saw in the industry is that uh, real honest-to-goodness scalability was not achievable through um, people alone. So we had to focus on technology. And I think that technology gives you that general, that honest-to-goodness scalability, that gives you the accuracy that you need and does it in a timely fashion so that we can unlock the data quickly 
quickly, accurately, move it through the process with confidence that it is correct, and thus giving you not only the operational efficiencies of, of automation, but also giving you the confidence and scale that it's reliable and scalability that machines bring. What changes can lenders expect when they can rely on AI to capture borrowers' data? Yeah, so I think there's a, a, a couple of really key things to think about, right? So uh, one is, you know, uh, we said it earlier, scalability and operational efficiency. So it, uh, you get a level of scalability. Machines run 24-7, 365. They don't take coffee breaks and um, they don't take holidays. So your process is constantly going. Um, and and that, that saves money, right? You don't have to staff for peaks. You, 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 your machine is ready whenever. And when volumes kick up, you don't have to do anything to, to um, adjust for it. So that's a, a, a big uh, you know, a big thing there. But then really uh, the power of automation comes when you have all this rich, correct data uh, that that could, traditionally has not been available uh, readily to, to customers. So now that you have this, this all this wonderful data, it really enables the automation of other processes downstream, right? And that's where you start seeing real efficiencies and real savings as you start automating parts of the underwriting process. This is key to, to driving consistency, reducing costs, reducing cycle times. Um, I, I always say that underwriting is a bit of an art and a bit of a science, and we're trying to, to remove the science part out of it, let the machines do that, and really focus the art part to the human. And when you do that, you get you know, incredible efficiencies. And then finally, you have a, a wealth of data that you can run analytics against. You can have data scientists uh, look at that, uh, adjust your guidelines, adjust programs, introduce new, new products. All this is enabled by the ability to capture, rapidly capture data as much of it as, av as available uh, and capture it accurately and, and allow that to be consumed by other parts of the process. You mentioned efficiency, savings, consistency. Let's talk a little longer term here. What is the longer term impact on the industry of AI and these benefits? Yeah, so... You know, I think when you, you think about AI and its ability to look and process information as a human would, uh, it does a it does a few things. We talk a lot about the operational efficiencies and getting loans through the pipeline quicker, and 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 that that's obviously a benefit to not only the lender but the consumer. But there's other things that happen as byproduct, right? So being able to to look at documents and data and information from third-party sources and apply AI technologies like true to it gives you a, a level of confidence that the data is correct. So as as the loan moves throughout the, the manufacturing lifecycle, um, correcting information upfront is pretty inexpensive. Correcting information at the closing table is very expensive. And applying these AI technologies removes that uh, that that problem, you know, you are going to be confident as the loan progresses throughout the manufacturing lifecycle that it, before it goes to the next step, we're going to guarantee that the data is correct, that all the data is present, the documents have been executed, um, the data in your in your underwriting system matches the data in the documents, matches the third party information coming back, so that when you get to the closing, you have confidence that you're going to be able to do it uh, without any hiccup. And then you know you turn around and look at and how do you, uh, what happens when you want to sell the loan, if you sell the loan. 
looking at a portfolio of hundreds and hundreds of loans uh, is very difficult to do as when you're comparing to make sure that all the required documents are there, all the data in your underwriting system matches all the document data and that everything is, is ticked and tied, right? And there's a big risk of uh, selling a loan that isn't perfected, that has, that doesn't have any, that, that has defects. So what AI can do is we can process thousands of loans in a portfolio, uh, look at millions and millions of data fields and thousands and thousands of different document classes and tell you where there's defects before it's it's being sold. So the benefit goes beyond just the manufacturing part of, of a loan, but also when, when you talk about an investment side, understanding the defects before you sell it, getting the loan, being able to do this in a really quick fashion so that the loans are off your books faster. And you have a, 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 a very high level of confidence that you're not going to have to repurchase them because you know you've done your do, due diligence programmatically way up front. So that you think about now investors are happy and lenders are happy and customers are happy. You've sort of touched the entire life cycle of, of what a mortgage is and there's benefits throughout that whole thing. And so that, that there's other benefits than just the operational efficiencies, right? Um, the reliability, the consistency, the ability to say, I know this loan is what it says it is uh, before you sell it, before you close it. Uh, is really a powerful thing to have, and I think that that's the the, the true advantage. Is we we can do that now. It was you know not not achievable a few years ago, but now with the advancements in AI technology, with our proprietary um, computer vision techniques, we've been able to do this and do this in a way that I think uh, doesn't benefit just one group. It benefits a whole uh, suite of people that are involved in the in the lending life cycle. Why do you feel like with true or for your clients, automation is no longer being held back? It's kind of harnessed the full capabilities of, of what AI has to offer. Sure. That's a great question. I think, you know, AI has been around for a long time and, and, and even in the uh, mortgage industry, I've been involved in the mortgage space for 30 years and I've seen it introduced and had limited success and some spectacular failures. And you know, I think the question is always, what's different now? And you know, there's a lot that has happened over the past 30 years in, in the AI space. Uh, and, and I think part of, part of the uh, technologies that we deal today are really been honed over the past several years. So when we look at how True looks at a problem, we really tried to solve it using classic computer science, mathematics, computer vision techniques uh, to, geek, to geek out on you for a second. And so when uh, things have failed in the past, especially in the area of OCR, it's been positional. It's been very rigid, not dynamic. And I think we all know that um, in, in our world, in the mortgage space, there's always variability, variability in documents, variability in loans, variability in lenders, and you know, no, no two things look alike. So how ability to adjust and uh, apply human techniques on how you evaluate a, a document or how you evaluate a piece of information or uh, underwrite a loan, it's really key to understand how that works. And so we use a whole bunch of proprietary techniques to look at data 
the way a human would look at data. And we talked a little bit about it uh, earlier. And in our world, we use a concept called contextual classification. So we, we first understand how documents are built. We pull those documents apart. We look for data. We look for font sizes. We look for all these other things that human eyes would look for, looking for inconsistencies, looking for uh, common threads, looking for key value pairs, looking for names and key phrases to identify the document. A, is it a valid document? B, uh, can we identify it based on that information? And then, you know, and then C, classify it. And in the cases where we're quite not sure, we'll present that back to the user and say, hey, we're not really sure what this document is or what the state of field is. Can you, here's my, here's what I think it is. Can you validate it? And when that when the user does validate it in the rare case, in the less than 1% case where we can identify it, we use that information to learn. And I think that's been one of the key things is these machine learning systems that we've developed really do learn based upon uh, you know, feedback from, from the customer and learning by every, you know, looking at hundreds of thousands of different documents to see where those variations are. But the fact that we use it, uh, use this tool and this contextual learning and this real, no kidding, machine learning approach has enabled us to look at loans and documents differently, right? We look not only at a document, we look at, uh, for example, if we pull last name off of one document and we're not quite sure that the last name is spelt, is it as is it a, an O or is it a, a B? I don't know, but I can look at that last name across all the other mortgage documents that I have and reconcile. So we introduce not only the contextual learning, but the ability to reconcile the data with other data present on other documents. That cross-validation is something that's also very unique to true. Uh, and I think when you apply all these techniques, um, you get the results that we've seen uh, with our customers, which is accuracies of above 99.5, 99.8, uh, being able to classify over 775 different mortgage documents. And when I say different documents, I, I'm not counting Equifax, TransUnion, blah, 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 as a credit report. We cre count credit report as one. So there could be a, you know, as we know, there's hundreds of different credit reporting type of documents. We count that as one document. Uh, and then extract over 7,000 pieces of information with the highest accuracy in the industry because we use not only the contextual learning, the ML approaches, the classic computer science and computer vision techniques, but we also uh, apply these reconciliation methods to guarantee what we call provable correctness. We can prove that a data field is correct, that a document is correct. And I think that's one of the biggest differences between us and other AI software out on the market today, Robbie. Let's talk about the value of human skills. What does this technology mean for work and jobs and lending? Yeah, I think uh, what it does is really lets the humans focus on the stuff that they're really good at, right? There's always going to be gray area. There's always going to be mitigating circumstances that humans can process that machines can't. What, what our technology does is it removes the mundane, repetitive work of stare and compare and data entry and guaranteeing that things are correct, right? That's something that machines should do. But when looking at uh, a loan and, and really focusing your human uh, resources to do the parts that humans do really well, 
you're 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 using your resources in the most efficient manner possible um and i think that's key you know we're not in the business to to get to remove all people from the lending process what we're trying to do is remove as much of the variability and the repetitive nature of the, of the lending process but still allow for that art that that people do really well and let them focus on that. And I think when you do that, you get uh, an opportunity to uh, to have a better underwrite. You look at more loans, uh, some of the more difficult loans that may be uh, uh, in the past, uh, something you couldn't spend enough time to work through. You maybe have that opportunity to do it now. So I think it benefits not only the organization uh, and the and the, and let's be honest, the employee, right? Who wants to do stare and compare all day long when you can do more creative work? I think that's a key is custom is employee satisfaction, and then you know the customer is is satisfied because loans are processed quicker. There's more, where it needs human help. We have the collateral to apply that human help to those loans, and then obviously getting more loans through the door at a lower cost uh, with a higher quality is uh the, the dream of every ops person so it you know that's that's our vision is really let the people let people do what people do really well and uh let let the machine do what the machines do really well well this all sounds great and i i'm optimistic and and really hope this is where the mortgage industry is heading but how realistic is it and what what's the time scale yeah, I think it's very realistic. I think the you know we're here. We have that technology. Um, we've spent a lot of uh, uh, effort to uh, get it to where we feel very confident in it. Um, and you know we're starting to see success story after success story, and and uh, companies that do use our product. So I think the time is now. Uh, to be quite honest, I, you know, this is an opportunity for lenders to invest in in this type of technology. So that when the market comes back, which you know, as veterans like us know, it's it's a cyclical business, and we're in the bottom of a, a turn now, but it's going to come back. And when it does, you know, you're positioned to have that scalability, that reliability, um, and and streamline your process uh, so that you're not uh, you're not caught uh, again with uh, overwhelming volumes and trying to staff with people. So I think the time is now. This is a perfect time to start introducing these changes because it really requires a, a real deep look at in, into your process and how to optimize it, how to apply this technology. Because we, like we talked earlier, it, it not only gives you the operational efficiency of uh, automating your data entry and your classification, there's so much other stuff that you can do with this rich information that will enable you to have a real streamlined, highly efficient, highly accurate a uh, highly reliable process that ultimately uh, can be done at a lower cost. Uh, so getting more business in the door, getting it out the door quicker, getting it um, done in the most reliable fashion. I think now is the time you want to introduce that before the car starts going hundred miles an hour again. Well said, Bob, thanks for making the time today. I really enjoyed it. Robbie, always a pleasure. The U.S. one-year, two-year, and three-year risk-free treasury security yields are all on top of each other, an unsustainable situation. Minneapolis Fed President Neil Kashkari said yesterday that the Fed may need to push the Fed funds rate above four and three quarters percent if core inflation keeps climbing. 
after a two-day bond rally to open the week. His comments, as well as a couple more blistering CPI reports for the UK and the Eurozone, and weak demand at a $12 billion 20-year Treasury bond auction, caused selling to prevail yesterday. Most concerning to lenders, those rising rates and high home prices continue to depress housing starts. Starts were down 8.1% month-over-month in September and 7.7% year-over-year. While building permits were up 1.4% month-over-month to 1.56 million. The highest mortgage rates in two decades are clearly depressing demand and discouraging new builds. The Federal Reserve released its beige book for October, noting that activity expanded modestly in the last month. Retail spending was little changed, travel and tourism grew strongly, while manufacturing activity held steady. Employment grew at a modest to moderate pace, while price growth remains elevated. Today's economic calendar is underway with weekly jobless claims in at 214,000, as well as Philadelphia Fed manufacturing for October. Later this morning brings September existing home sales, September leading indicators, Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey, and a treasury auction of $21 billion of five-year tips. There are also four Fed speakers currently scheduled. Philadelphia's Harker and Fed Governors Jefferson, Cook, and Bowman. We begin the day with agency MBS prices a few ticks better from Wednesday's close, and the tenure yielding 4.11 after closing yesterday at 4.13%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Two men were walking home after a Halloween party and decided to take a shortcut through the cemetery just for laughs. Right in the middle of the cemetery, they were startled by a tap-tap-tapping noise coming from the misty shadows. Trembling with fear, they found an old man with a hammer and chisel, chipping away at one of the headstones. Holy cow, mister, one of them said after catching his breath. You scared us half to death. We thought you were a ghost. What are you doing working here so late at night? Those fools, the old man grumbled. They misspelled my name. (laughs) Thanks again to Erna who's reinventing payment and data flows in real estate ecosystems, origination, mortgage, and fintech. To learn more, visit earnup.com slash Rob Christman. Questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities? Send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, Search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.